instead of focusing on what we can't see, um, like the, the uncertainties brought about by the COVID-19 pandemic going around right now, um, we're, we're focusing on the things that we can see. And, and today we see that God wants us to get our priorities straight in our life. Um, what has your number one priority? St. Augustine, he was a church father, he, he wrote a book called City of God and in it he talked about the order of goods. He was talking about priorities and he called God the summum bonum, the highest good. And, and he said that anything that you put above God, even if it's a good gift, it actually becomes evil um, because you can't love God properly if something is above God. It, it, that thing becomes an idol. And so do you have any idols in your life? I mean, idols can vary. Uh, they can be sports or money or people even. And even though idols can vary, there are certain things about idols that, that are, are the same. Um, I always think that, that, that idols demand a certain amount of things. Idols demand our attention, they demand our, our time, they demand our money, and they demand our witness. So think about those things in your life um, that you really pay attention to, um, that, that, that grab your attention, the, the things that you spend a lot of time on, um, that you spend money on, that, that you tell, love to talk about and tell others about. That may be an idol in your life. And it's important to identify those idols because God wants us to have our priorities straight. So what does the Bible say is our biblical priority structure? Well, obviously God is number one, and then you've got your spouse and your children, and you've got your friends and work and everything else below that. The problem is the devil is super good at what he does. He gets us to flip that priority structure around. Uh, just one example. So I went, I went to school in Germany for a semester when I was in college. And um, my school was on top of a mountain, literally a mountain. And, and the little cute German town below um, was where we would go do our shopping, get our groceries, things like that. And so every once in a while, I would have a break in the day from school and I'd think, I'm going to go down into town and I'm going to grab some groceries. Then I don't have to go in later. And I would go down in the middle of the day, maybe 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and everything was closed. Did you know Germans take a siesta? Okay, they don't call it that, but the smaller towns they do. They shut down for a good period of time in the afternoon and then they open back up and then they still close by 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Now, as an American, what was I thinking? I was thinking these people are lazy. But you know what? The older I get, the more I realize that they had it right. I wonder if in our culture the devil is so good at getting us to be workaholics. You know, how often haven't we put work above God in an attempt to get ahead and, 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 uh, and get further in life. Well, what does Jesus say? This is what he says in Matthew 6, verse 33. He says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. The truth is, is that we need to see God's love first before we can love the other people and things in our lives the way God wants us to. And one of the ways we do that is, is in worship. And in worship, we hear God say, I love you in so many different ways. He says it through his word. He says it in baptism. He says it in the Lord's Supper. All three the same. I love you. I forgive you. Now, does that mean God's being redundant, unnecessarily repetitive? Well, no. It just means that he knows my heart. Because sometimes you're sitting there in worship and and we confess our sins and you hear the pastor say, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Does he mean you? Absolutely. But sometimes I can sit there and I can think, well, he means the other people here, but he doesn't mean me. If he knew what I was thinking, what I was doing, he couldn't mean me. 
And so what does Jesus do? He sends me to the baptismal font and he says, remember what I did for you there. For you and no one else at that moment, I made you my child, I forgive you, I love you. Again, does Jesus mean me? Absolutely. But then my heart can say, but that was a long time ago, Jesus. You wouldn't be saying that now. I walked away from you. You wouldn't have said that. And then Jesus says, okay, go to my altar. Go to the Lord's Supper. Take and eat, take and drink. This is my body. This is my blood given and shed for you. And at that moment, it's just me and Jesus. My heart has no escape. No escape. Jesus means me. And it's when I understand that love, that God becomes that number one priority in my life and that allows me to put everything else in the proper ranking. You know, right now in our country, like I said, we're going through that COVID-19 pandemic and I don't know the end of it, but it has certainly ground a lot of things to a halt. Maybe this would be a great time in your life to sit down, take this time and reprioritize. Seek first the kingdom of the one who made you first. Let's pray. Yours forever, God of love, hear us from your throne above. Yours forever may we be here and in eternity. Amen. Hey, what's up everyone? Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. Uh, We certainly would love this message to reach more and more people. So if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, it would bring it to more people's eyes and we pray this message into more people's hearts. Thanks for your support. And we'll talk to you soon.